Welcome to Prioritising Yourself, the podcast. I'm your host, Jen Parker. This podcast is to educate, inspire and inform women about the importance of prioritising your self-care to improve your body, mind and soul. Each week we will talk all things that affect and influence big-hearted women in life and also all the polarising topics that affect women. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my one-on-one three-month coaching program that moves women from feeling overwhelmed and compromising their values to become the master communicators of their internal and external environments. Welcome to another episode of Prioritising Yourself, or I am so excited to talk about today's topic tokenistic self-care oh i'm so passionate and you'll you'll hear the passion so first of all why do why am i so passionate about it because people are not fully embodying what self-care actually means they're talking about all these things that are completely external from you and it's something that you only do at home in the privacy of your own home yes you do some of those things and some of those rituals But true self-care is practice every moment that you're living. Every single moment you're living, you're doing an element of self-care. You're connecting to yourself on a deeper level. You're able to listen to your signs. Your body is telling you, hey, I'm exhausted. Go to bed. Hey, there's something else going on with your body. Go get that sorted. You're able to understand all of those signs and you act and respond accordingly. So we all know, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world right now. But let's look at it from a different lens because um, when we look at it from a different lens, we can then expand our mindset and we can go, oh, that's a, yes, I can start seeing that and it starts creating a new neural pathway in our brain when we start going over and over and over and again and teaching our brain new ways of thinking and approaching our reality. So what if what's happening in this global pandemic is an opportunity and looking at it from a different lens? What if it's actually an opportunity to slow down? So many of us are busy being busy. It's like Hey, I'm busy. I'm busy doing work. Woohoo. And now it's like, well, good for you. How's that working for you? Are you feeling resentful? Are you feeling exhausted? Oh, yeah, I'm so exhausted. I'm tired. I can't do anything else. Well, is that a quality of life? No, absolutely not. So it's giving us permission to actually say, that's not an alignment. I am going to look after my mental health and I'm going to prioritize this instead. What if it's helping us to get in touch with actually what we value most and what's important to us? So many people say, yeah, I value family. But we're compromising that top value if we're working big hours or we're working in a job that completely depletes all our energy. And what if it helps us to understand I have a bigger calling and the job that I'm currently doing is not that and I'm going to start connecting to my why and my values and actually start living to that. 
right? Wow. Boom. This is this is big stuff, people. So how I like to talk about self-care, it's it's a it's a collective responsibility. As I said before, it is not something you do at home. Yes, you do some of those things, but it's practiced every moment. And it's the true meaning of self-care is actually how we as human beings are looking after ourselves, so looking after our body, mind and soul. And also we're looking after people who are most vulnerable. We're looking after our animals, our environment. We're looking after, you know, the hygiene of our workplaces. We can't keep saying it's only the responsibility of the person. Tokenistic self-care is having, like I said, all these policies and procedures, but then you have a high rate of absenteeism. There's something missing here. What is going on? And looking at the mechanics. We're not going to get into all of it, but what I want you to understand from hearing this podcast is what is the true meaning of self-care and how unintentionally sometimes we can be going into more of a superficial self-care terminology. So I am very passionate. Now when we are big-hearted women, we have a tendency because we are almost with the nurturers, we deflect from our own stuff going on to to look at someone else. Oh, I'm so busy. I'm, you know, oh, this person's in real need. Instead of actually showing value to ourselves by prioritizing ourselves because that is powerful. We we have been conditioned to believe if we're big-hearted that if we start prioritizing our own well-being that we're being selfish or egocentric but it's the actual opposite what you're actually doing is you're prioritizing your experience in the world you're prioritizing so you don't experience high sensations of anxiety in your body you're you're ensuring that you're able to manage when you're feeling anxious or you're feeling those depressive symptoms, you know what it's all about and you're able to get the support and help that you need. And when we are big-hearted women, we can still look after ourselves first in terms of filling up our cup and then things that are depleting our energy, we need to get rid of that. So how I like to look at the true meaning of self-care is looking within the individual, it's looking after things like your body. So these things encompass movement. How am I choosing to move my body? Now, a lot of people can say, oh, I'm not, I'm not great at going to the gym. And you don't have to be. I noticed in myself that I, I practice yoga every day, but I have noticed recently that I have been prioritizing other important practices for myself, such as my meditation, my journaling, um, and doing that incredibly well. And my ability to do my yoga isn't as um, consistent. 
So what I have actually done is I have invested in myself to get some accountability is I've invested in some group um, fitness twice a week. So then I'm actually having that accountability and I'm actually looking after my movement as well as obviously walking on the weekends and doing, you know, trying to sort of look at that. So it's looking after your health and well-being and it's looking at your body as a whole unit, not looking at when something goes wrong. It's looking at preventative and looking at how you can experience, you know, what it, what's going on for me. It's understanding your experience with stress. Now, it, that's also a topic that we might go into in another podcast episode with an expert. But for today's session, it's just understanding how do I, how am I dealing with stressful situations? And a lot of the time, it's that our body perceives an experience as stressful where our mind perceives the situation as stressful and then then that translates into our body and it stores into our body and that is where the problem happens so it's maybe you know someone telling us off or we've got a hundred emails but we have perceived that as stressful so we it's about looking at different things that you can embody to look after your stress levels then it's looking after the mind so the mind is to do with your mindset your mental health having a really good ability to understand okay what's going on for me having an understanding that your feelings and your emotions are different from your thoughts and behavioral outcomes and when I do this work with my clients, because a lot of the time we hold on to a feeling and we go and we look into it even deeper, people are like, oh, it starts to shift when you are experiencing a lot of those anxious feelings, but also if you want to change your thinking. The other thing that I teach people about when we're looking at self-care more from the individual perspective is the soul. This is where you're looking at your values. You're able to listen to your intuition if something isn't in alignment. So I'll give you an example. So months and months ago, I was in a situation where I knew something didn't feel in alignment. And every part of my physical body was literally screaming, stop. I felt those physical sensations of just being physically sick and I knew I had to stop it and I knew it was going to be difficult. So I had to assert my boundaries and say no. And by doing that, it was super powerful. So that was a situation where my my values were going to be compromised if I didn't actually speak up for, for myself. And I did speak up for myself and obviously there's cause and effects of those things, but it was so liberating. And I'm still tested on my values and my boundaries and people-pleasing beliefs, but it looks so differently. And sometimes it hits me 
so big and profound. Um, so yes, it still happens. It probably happens in a, a bigger impact, but I'm able to handle it in a, it, I'm able to handle it so much better than how I used to handle it, you know, previously. So self-care is looking at all of those aspects and it's really understanding the reason we do look after our whole self is so that we decrease our stress levels. But it's also about like self-care has so many different domains of, you know, so people can actually understand. And I speak to people about, obviously we've spoken about the body, the mind and the soul, but it's also about, you know, for example, psychological self-care. And that's when you're practicing new things and often we can get stuck in a rut and we don't push ourselves a little bit and I would say that I learn something new every single day constantly as an entrepreneur it's I'm always learning and growing and having that sort of mindset practicing things like a gratitude practice and when we embodying a, a gratitude practice it just helps look at life in a completely different angle as well um, you know, you can have things like professional self-care. So these are, this is really important if you're working with other people. When I was reading a research article and it was talking about basically how, how a, a boss walks into the office. And I think I've spoken about this before, but it's still so relevant and basically how a manager walks into the room will determine the productivity of their employees by 80%. But I think this can translate to anyone who walks into the room that you can sort of feel other people's energy. You know, we've all worked with people and you're like, oh, that person's really stressed, avoid them today. So it's really, really important that how you non-verbally show up in your environment, people pick up on that on an unconscious level they know it that words do not have to be spoken and so in environments where people don't know how to self-regulate or they're under a lot of stress and it's coming out like they're angry at you they just they don't have things in place so good professional organizational self-care is to do with how you're actually showing up in the environment around you um, another thing is about boundaries and expectations. Now, I really know about this because I was a social worker in healthcare for 10 years. And so you would be getting often requests that you knew weren't realistic. And I actually um, made a prioritization tool. That's how much I have been living by prioritization <laughs> for some time now. Having lunch breaks. Don't sit at your desk and wait for things because when you are saying, I'm going to just take, leave this and have a break, your productivity goes up. You're able to get a fresh perspective because often you're actually not being productive. You're, you're sitting and you're not actually doing anything that is worthwhile. And this goes to the saying that it may be not, you may not be due for a lunch break, but you can feel that you're starting to bubble up like a kettle inside. 
So go and put that kettle on, have a cup of tea and just take yourself out of that environment, even if you're walking in, a, you know, walking outside, getting some fresh air. That would be another idea. Having regular holidays, planning them. Now, people can say, oh, I can't go anywhere. Who cares? Plan to have a few days off and planning those days to do things that bring joy and bring happiness to you. So, you know, having all of those things is super, super important. And, you know, and then, and self-care can sort of embody, you know, how you're uh, relating to things like money and having a conscious awareness about money and where money, you know, having not just taking money, there will always be money if you have a different mindset. Um, so they're sort of some of the ways that you can bring a true meaning of self-care into your life because it's just looking at it from a different lens and that you are worthy and you are important. And then when you actually start reclaiming that to the universe and actually say, actually, I am going to prioritize myself, things start shifting for you. And a lot it's like the people who come to my Sunday Soulful Sessions. They said, by prioritizing myself on this Sunday, I'm, I'm feeling inspired, energized, you know, I am feeling very vulnerable sharing all these things and, and going into myself deeper, but things are starting to shift for me and it's magic. So, so there you go. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of tokenistic self-care. If you want to learn more about how self-care and some of the tips and tricks that I provide, please follow me on www realvisionlifecoaching.com.au. I'm your host, Jen Parker. Looking forward to hearing you next time. Bye.